0: You can choose to have the habit of confidence instead of choosing to have the habit of insecurity. It's something that you do, and so it's some—it's not who you are. Like, I feel like, um, you know, people say like, oh, I'm a procrastinator. Procrastinate, you that's not who you are, that's something that you do, and so it's something that you can do differently. And same with, you know, feeling insecure. You can um, continue down this habit of being insecure, or you can choose to create the habit of being confident.
1: Welcome back to the Strong Babe Collective podcast, where we are here to chat all the tools, tricks, and tangible steps that will help you call in the freedom, impact, and abundance you are here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I'm a coach, course creator, and your host, and I'm here to help you blend strategy with spirituality so that you can step into your power fully. Every week, you'll hear from me and our incredible guests on the show. So let's dive right into today's episode. My love. Welcome back to another episode. Before we dive into all the divine goodness that's inside of this beautiful interview, I have to let you in on something. Something that I've been holding onto for quite a while. I'm basically bursting at the seams to tell you. (laughs) I have been kind of alluding to it here, there and everywhere. A couple of things here, a couple of things over on Instagram. Some of you have picked up on it. Some of you have jumped on calls with me about it and some of you have already enrolled. Literally the spots are already filling up and so I can't not tell you. You anymore (laughs) because I know that this is just gonna be so aligned with a few of you out there, and I'm just so excited to let you know that applications are now open for my 2020 mastermind. Yes, that is right. This is something that has been calling my soul for quite some time now. I've decided to answer the call and I'm holding space for a select intimate group of women starting in January 2020, where we are going to get clear on how you're showing up, on building your business, on aligning yourself with the income that you're worthy of and doing the energetic work as well as setting up all of the strategies to call in consistent 5k months in your business. I'm seriously so excited to be opening up and holding space like this. This is something that I would have absolutely adored when I was kicking off in my business and getting started. And there's nothing out there like it where you're blending the spirituality side of things, the energetic principles, as well as the strategy side of things, the tangible, actionable steps that you can be doing in order to really step into your power as a business owner, as a coach, as an online expert, and really, really showing up for those that need you. So I'm excited to fill the little gap, the place that there was literally nothing when I was getting started and to create this mastermind experience to hold space for you and to guide you through the processes that is going to see you leveling the fuck up inside of your business. This is a four month experience that we will go through together. You'll be alongside like minded women all rising together, and we'll be going over everything from building out aligned foundations in your business to creating an authentic message to crafting aligned offers to setting up funnels and freebies to positioning yourself as an expert. Literally, all of the good stuff. The money mindset works in there, stepping into your abundance, literally, all the things. Okay, so if this sounds good to you, if this sounds like something that you would be interested in and you want to. find out some more information there is an application form in the show notes of this episode you can head there right now and submit an application and I will be in touch following that if you're a good fit for the mastermind like I said some of the spots have already gone literally I have not even announced this properly anywhere but you guys are very clever you guys are very sneaky and you guys just I don't know maybe it's just my energy the energy that I'm putting out is obviously the energy I receive so I'm really not surprised that some of the spots have already gone (laughs) but if you're ready to do the same If you're ready to start to really level up inside of your business and you want to find out more, just head to the link that is in the show notes of this episode. Now, let's get into this episode. This is such a good one with the beautiful Katie Potrads. Honestly, I'm so excited to welcome her to the show. Katie is someone that i followed for a really long time. We connected way back in the day when I first ever began my Instagram account. I honestly don't even know how we started following each other, but we've literally just been along for the ride for each other from the the get-go, really. And I love Katie. Katie's energy is so, so beautiful. She is someone that you're just going to feel very, very drawn to basically from the second that she starts speaking. She's got a beautiful energy and she just holds incredible space for her clients in what she does. Katie is a mindset coach specializing in helping women overcome fear and personal limitations so that they can create a wildly fulfilling life. She helps women to rewrite their limiting beliefs using a combination of hypnotherapy, NLP, and EFT, which is emotional freedom techniques. If you're not familiar with those three things that I just said, that big bundle of words, you're going to be after this. They're such powerful techniques and I love talking to Katie about them inside of the episode and I know that you're going to love them as well. Katie has seen firsthand what incredible transformation can take place when we overcome our limitations and is now passionate about helping other women to experience that in their own life. So, We dive into all of that inside of this episode, and I'm not kidding when I say we're talking about all the things. We're talking about quantum shifting, overcoming anxiety, what hypnotherapy, NLP, and EFT actually mean, and how you can utilize them in your life, the importance of getting to the root cause of an issue, self-sabotaging, letting go of limiting beliefs, literally all the things, okay? So I'm not going to keep going. I'm just going to dive straight into this episode with Katie. I'm so excited to welcome her to the show and to share all of her beautiful energy tips and tricks with you here. Make sure as you are listening that you do screenshot your favorite parts of the episode and tag us inside of your Instagram story so that we know that you love the episode. And as well, don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review and let us know your favorite part of the episode. It means the world to hear that you're getting some big takeaways some big shifts and some big tangible steps out of this that you can apply to up level in your life and business as well. So without further ado, let's dive straight into the episode. And I'm so excited to welcome the beautiful Katie Potwraps to the show katie my love welcome to the podcast i'm so excited that you are here we were just talking before hitting record and you and i've been connected for a very long time i think right when i came onto the insta scene so i feel like i just know you so so well and i'm so excited to connect to you further inside of this episode for everyone to listen
0: Yeah. I'm so excited to just finally talk to you. Like I watch you all the time on Instagram and all these. And so it's really cool to actually like be sitting here talking to you. So that's really, really cool.
1: Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? And I'm so grateful that we get to have this conversation and everyone can like listen in. (laughs) just be a little fly in the corner in here and everything because honestly like I said like we have been connected for a really long time and what we were talking about before is I'm just so grateful the universe always brings us together with the right people and I think it's such a beautiful thing about social media as well it just connects you with the right people at the right time and um you know just lining up this interview has fallen perfectly so I'm very excited that you are on and I would love for those who don't know you give us a little insight into who you are and what you do.
0: Yeah, so I am a mindset coach and I basically work, I specialize in working with women um, on identifying their limiting beliefs and their fears that are holding them back from um, living the life they want. So that might be in your business, in your personal life. Um, Limiting beliefs can be anything from, you know, your self-image to um, the fear of success or the fear of failure. So anything kind of like that. And so I just absolutely love chatting with women, especially because um, of my own kind of history with uh limiting beliefs and things i didn't even know this was a thing a couple of years ago um and then once i kind of became aware of it i was like oh my gosh like my my whole life is has these like limits and barriers on it and and now i'm realizing that's all in my head so that's kind of what i help people identify and realize and then from there it's like once you crack that open you realize that your potential is just absolutely insane and you can really just create any kind of life that you want for yourself Oh so my gosh, I'm so passionate about that.
1: Yeah, I can tell and you like a lot of <laughs> all over the place i loved it and you can just see that fire in you like when you start speaking about that and you are 100 doing what it is that you're here to do which is absolutely freaking magic and i love being able to speak to people like that who you know and that's what this whole podcast is about is getting people on who have really leaned into their power and you know have created beautiful success and abundance of freedom and impact in their life and so i'm so grateful to to see that in you and to be able to share that with others because it really is so empowering for others to be able to see that um and i would love to sort of, you know, you said like a couple of years ago, you didn't really even know what a limiting belief was. How was that something that you started to recognize in yourself? What came up that made you realize it?
0: Yeah. So actually it all started with a book, for me, um, I I was kind of at a point, in my like I I had been graduated from high school for a while, and I was definitely not one of those people that like instantly knew what they were going to do. I was so lost when I graduated. And um, just, uh, I'm also very type A person, like I want to like figure everything out. And so it was, was killing me that I, I didn't really know, I didn't really have a direction for my life. And so when I, um, it was, Um, I just had my daughter so um, I was just I I knew beforehand that I was gonna be a stay-at-home mom and I kind of had this like idea that once I was at home I would have all this spare time you know with a tiny baby (laughs) and then I would like figure things out then which um, if you have kids you know that they you don't have even a spare second for yourself (laughs) at that point but (laughs) I didn't know that back then Um, but anyways yeah so I was just kind of, uh, testing things. I, I actually was, um, I got signed up for this multi-level marketing company, which, um, I, I like, at the time it seemed like a huge mistake and a huge failure for me. But it's funny that looking back, um, 2020, obviously, like I can see that that was meant to happen. And so my biggest quote unquote failure is like a huge turning point in my life for me. Mm, um, no so, um, Always. Yeah, exactly. Um, so my I signed up for this multi-level marketing company and I got this big package of all their products and stuff. And along with the package came a book. And I wasn't really, I was not interested in self-help. I didn't even really know that was like a thing. And so I just put the book on my shelf and I didn't pick it up for like six to eight months. And then when I finally did, um, it just kind of, like I said, it just kind of cracked my world open. And I started to uh, see that there's so much more out there that I really that I didn't even realize was available to me. Um, the book and the book wasn't even like, it's not even like the most transformational book I've ever read, but it was just at the time, it was ideas that I've never even kind of uh, like uh, even thought of before. Yeah, What was the book? So The book was the slight edge by Jeff Olson, which it's still, it's, I love the book. It's a really good book. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at that point, um, I kind of started to realize like uh, that the things that I wanted, I've always been like a dreamer. I've always had like crazy big, like dreams for my life. I always just had like this feeling that I was going to do like great, amazing things with my life. And like up until that point, I didn't, I hadn't achieved anything. I hadn't really done anything noteworthy at all. Um, and I, I was starting to get the feeling that those things would never happen, that that was just kind of a dream and that, um, I wasn't meant for that kind of stuff. And then once I read this book and I started to realize like, wait a second, like. I really can do whatever it is that I want with my life. I really can have all those things if I just believe that I can have them Um, because I was really convincing myself that it's not possible, you know, maybe uh, where I, I come from a really small town. So maybe you know, um, these people that are really successful doing the things that I dream of doing, they must live in a bigger city with more opportunities. I don't have opportunities. Um, you know, all this stuff. And, and what, what kind of, when I read that book and I, and I started down this trail of self self-help and self-development and I started learning more about myself, I, I realized that my world felt so small and so limiting because I created limits for myself and that all this stuff was just made up in my head. Like who says I can't do that? Me, I said that. <laughs> so why don't I yes. just decide something else?
1: Oh my gosh, 100%. And isn't it so divine how like, the universe like drops exactly what you need in front of you. Like I have such a similar story to you, um, which I've talked about so much on the podcast, but you know, like the lowest low of your life is actually like the thing that you're the most grateful for because ultimately it's what creates the transformation. And it's so funny, you know, you say like that book was sort of delivered to you and it wasn't even part of the plan for you. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's ultimately what started to like be the catalyst for you to start to look at things differently. And I definitely have things like that as well, where things would podcasts would get dropped in front of me or a friend would give me a book and I'd be like, why are you giving me this? like you know all these things you know and it's and it is literally like the universe giving you the signs that you need to start to open you up to making the shifts that you need to make to go to where it is that you're meant to go um Mm -hmm. so let's keep going with that and so obviously you know you signed up you know it was multi-level marketing that you were initially going to be doing what happened there like obviously you know you started to you know realize like oh wait like at, you know, you were going through a phase in your life where you're like, you know, I feel like I haven't achieved anything and I feel like I haven't hit my purpose yet. What happened? Like, did you keep going with the multi-level marketing or did you completely pivot and go in a different direction?
0: Oh no. I, at the time I was so, um, I I felt so silly that I even had, had attempted that. Um, I, I bought this huge, like it was very expensive to get started with this company. And then I only did it for like, I think it was less than three months. And then I told my husband, I'm like, "I, I can't do this. Like it does not feel right on any level of my being. Like I just, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's thankfully (laughs) like the most supportive person ever. And so he was like, you know what, do whatever. Um, Like you're at home with our daughter anyway. So if you don't want to do any of that, that's fine. And, but I still had this just like burning desire to just do something. Um, But that book kind of gave me the motivation to kind of go after some of those bigger dreams that I had. And I've, when i grew up i always i loved writing i'm i just love writing and like just spilling my thoughts into uh you know a keyboard or a page or whatever and so um i actually started a blog uh and this was back in like 2015 um, my daughter was just you know just a few months old and i started blogging and at the time like nobody was reading my blog absolutely no one i didn't even know what i was blogging about just like at the beginning and <laughs> like i was just i just was writing because it made me happy yeah. and it's funny that like um when i started to just believe that the things that I wanted, um, like writing, you know, th- th- that, that was, writing was something I hadn't done in like almost 10 years because I, I just had all these limiting beliefs about writing like, oh, I'm not going to be accepted by my peers because it's not cool. You know, it's not what everyone else is doing. Um, there's no one really around me that I know that's like that's into writing or even reading blogs and things. So it just felt so um, out of my, like my little sphere, like my little world. Um, and, and, I, and finally I just, you know, I decided I'm just going to do this anyways, cause it makes me happy. And it's amazing how much, um, you know, all, all that had changed in my life was just, I'm, I started this tiny little blog that nobody's reading. And yet my, my internal world just completely transformed. Like my level of happiness just like skyrocketed because I was finally doing something that I actually loved it. And I was actually starting to believe that the bigger things that I want for my life are actually possible. Cause here I am starting this blog where, you know, it's terrifying, even though nobody even knew about it. Um, but here I am doing it and it's like, Oh my gosh, like if I can do this, what else can I do?
1: Yes, a hundred percent. I love that so much. Do you feel like, you know, when you went through that internal shift and started to go like, okay, I'm owning this, like I'm stepping into my power fully, started to break down a lot of that fear that was coming up for you. Did you find that that was then reflected in your external in terms of, you know, got more attention on your blog or maybe started to grow more of a following or like what happened for you as a result of that internal shift?
0: Yeah. Okay. So with my blog, like I was, I was so scared of judgment, like scared, like judgment from my peers and from people that I knew was like the, the most terrifying thing to me at that time. And I was, I I feel like I the, like when I kind of first started my blog, and I was, um, you know, I'd been blogging for a couple of months. I felt like I was almost living like a double life because the only person that people that knew about my blog was my husband and my sister. I literally didn't even tell my brother or my parents or any of my friends um, because I was just so terrified of them actually reading it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so for the first 11 months of blogging, nobody knew except for my husband and my sister. And so I felt like, you know, during the day I was like just this regular stay-at-home mom doing nothing. Uh, like else and then you know during nap times. I was like this crazy blogger person like just going crazy like at my computer all the time and, like Living this totally double life and so um, I feel like the transition for me was the most obvious when I finally decided to actually tell people about my blog because by then um this little blog had gotten actually quite a bit of attention i had a post go viral and so i was getting like um 40 to 60 thousand page views a month so it was like i was wow. doing pretty good like yeah. yeah um and so by this time i'm like i was so proud of my blog um but i i i still hadn't even told anyone about it and i feel like the biggest tran- transition for me was actually uh stepping through the fear of what people might think of it or what people might think if they read it and actually telling people And almost like combining those, that double life and like being that blogger person that I was during that time, like all the time and like stepping into like this confident, um, you know, entrepreneur ish person that I felt like I really was because on the outside I was still showing, I was still kind of wearing this mask as like this insecure person um, who's, you know, not, not that confident, doesn't really want to speak up, doesn't want like a whole bunch of attention because I was very um, scared of judgment to like owning this new, you know, version of me and just being like, whatever, if people don't like it, I'm I'm beginning to be okay with that. And so I feel like that transition, like that really Uh, changed so much for me. And I feel like that too um, was kind of around the time that I started to learn about coaching. And then I feel like I, that's what gave me the confidence to be like, this is what I want to do. And I'm just going to jump in like into the deep end first thing and just like own it. I'm going to just 100% dive into this instead of just like kind of creeping in and like testing the waters. I was was like, screw this. I love it. I'm going to do it. And I feel like that's, that blog gave me the confidence to do that.
1: Yes, definitely. And I, you know, I love what you said there about, you know, the biggest thing for you was that like the internal shift is what gave you the confidence to start talking about it and to start showing up, you know, obviously for your, you know, friends and family. Um, But, you know it's so funny like you had all these people who were such champions for you like 60,000 views a month is amazing and still yeah. having that fear coming up like it's such a it's a nice reminder for anyone like you know going through or getting started it's like that fear is there but it's important to push through it and I think one of the biggest things that you said like you know starting to talk about it and tell people about it and you know it is you know with manifesting people can often go like oh you know like you know think about it and so it is and all those sort of things And like yes that's there but ultimately like the internal shifts that you make is what allows you to shift the way that you're showing up in the external and then those things that you're doing externally taking massive action is what is the catalyst for so much change in your life and I think that that's often a very it can sometimes be misportrayed um you know in Mm -hmm. social media and things like that where people go oh no like I just like thought about it and like everything changed for me and it's like let's be honest, like you thought about it and what <laughs> yeah. changed in you and what did you actually start doing differently? And obviously that's such Absolutely. a a paramount part of what happened for you. So that's amazing. Um, so then obviously, you know, you went in and you started coaching and you threw yourself, like you said, like dived into the deep end, what made you mm-hmm. want to get into coaching and how did you start to take those steps in terms of diving in fully?
0: Yeah. So, um, like I said, when I graduated from high school, I was lost for a very long time. And in those years of just pure frustration, um, just wanting to know, like, I always just felt this strong feeling like I'm here for a reason. And I need to figure it out quickly so that I can start doing that thing. Um, And so being so lost for so long, and just kind of jumping from job to job and really making no impact with my life at all, um, was very, very frustrating. And so I feel like in those years, I kind of Made a deal with myself that if I ever did figure out what I'm supposed to be doing I was not gonna even second-guess it. I was just gonna go in full like like I said like right into the deep end So when I first learned about coaching and like I didn't even know that was a thing Like I loved to like inspire people. Um, I feel like the word inspire has always just like been something that resonates with me really really deeply. Um, and so uh, when I first learned about, um, life coaching and just like that people could do this for like a job and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what? Mm. (laughs) And then it was like, instantly I was like, I know this is, uh, this is so meant for me. And so, um, I think it was like, I, I discovered life coaching in October. And then like by November I had bought like a $5,000 course, um, learning how to become a coach and just like dove in. And my husband, like I said, my husband is very supportive. Thank goodness. And so he was okay with me. Like, cause I was one of those people that was like one week, I wanted to do this with my life. The next week I want to do this with my life the next week. And it was frustrating him, but also like so frustrating to be that person be like, Oh, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And then, so when it, when it was like, I figured it out and I was like, it just resonated so deeply. And I was like, I got to just jump into this. And also like, I was terrified, but like you said, you got, you feel the fear and you just do it anyways. And I feel like that's kind of been like a consistent thing for me since that very first course that I bought is that I've been terrified to do every single thing that I've done in my business, but I've done it anyways, because I, first of all, I feel so deeply that this is what I'm supposed to do. But second of all, like I realized that if I started getting scared by those things, I'm just going back to the old life that I had. And I don't want to go backwards. I don't go forwards. Mm. So feeling the fear and, and doing those things anyways, has been such a huge theme for me.
1: Yeah, so powerful. And I love that, like, basically, once you trusted that calling that was there for you and you got that nudge and you were like, okay, like, I know that this is it 100%, like, I'm just going to dive into this. You just literally went like full bore ahead and like nothing was stopping you. And, like, you said, like, you took the leap and you made the investment in yourself. And I think that that's a really powerful thing as well as like realizing, like, trust that and then, you know, figure out what it is that you need to do in order to create that success and that abundance and that impact in your life. And I think that that's amazing. And, you know, shout out to your hubby for being so supportive. That's yeah. so wonderful. Um, you know, and I think as well for many listening, and I've definitely worked with a lot of clients like this over my time as well, where, you know, there's a lot of fear around being a life coach or, and I, you know, quote unquote, you guys can't see me, but like, you know, life coach, mindset coach, all those sort of things. People have a lot of fear around that and think like, you know, how can I do that? How can I, you know, how can that be something that I can get paid for? Like, you know, and they don't necessarily realize that. And sometimes, and I've definitely worked with clients like this where there's a misconception that in order to, you know, make money in the online space, you need to be teaching just about online business. Um, and I do mm-hmm. see people sort of fall victim to that a lot and sometimes go so far as to try and teach something that they haven't necessarily done yet, um, which mm-hmm. obviously has its traps and pitfalls, like, <laughs> obviously. Absolutely. Um, and for those that maybe, you know... I'm very big on like, you know, what you're passionate about, what your purpose is. Like there's, there's so reason that that is your passion and there's a hundred percent an impact that you're here to have. And there's a hundred percent an income that is waiting for you for that thing. And it's important to step into that for those that maybe, you know, are more inclined in towards like the life coaching, mindset coaching, all those sort of things. What would your advice be for them to start to step into that? You know, how do they define that? That's what they are. How do they get clear on that? Or how do they start to show up in a way that they can start to call in financial abundance for it?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely would say that I resonate with everything that you just said. I had a ton of fear going into this and I feel like um, that fear showed up as just like this uh, huge like insecurity and like, um, what's it, imposter syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'd get a client and then I'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> what if they find out that I don't actually, you know, like I, I just started or that like, you know, having all these insecurities about, you know, what it is I'm doing. Um, and And also that I've, I've kind of realized that I maybe priced my stuff way too low as well. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, that that pricing things too low, not only is bad for me, but also it's scaring away the people that I actually want because I want people that are, you know, dedicated and that are going to have some skin in the game. So I want the people that are going to be able to invest that kind of money because I want them to be accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I feel like for me, um, just knowing, like, I feel like like what you said, like knowing that if this is what you feel so called to do, that it's meant for you. And, um, you know, I, I've, like I said, I've always had big dreams for my life and I feel like for a long time I got stuck in the how, like how in the world will I ever like create this amazing life that I have envisioned in my head. Um, and I feel like that tripped me up a lot, but just trusting that it's it's going to happen, like it's out there for me. I feel like that's been a huge shift um, going from this person that's very lost to this person that just feels so like, in alignment is that... I used to, I like, I I like describe it. Like I had like a white knuckle grip on my life. Like I had to know like every single thing. Like I would sit down like every two weeks and like plan out my life. Like I just wanted to know everything, every single thing. And like, because I was so concerned about how I was going to get to that goal. Um, And now I feel like I still have even maybe bigger goals. And I just, I feel like I stress so much less about the how, because I just trust so much that I can get there. Um, you know, if I just keep doing the things that I feel called to do, then I'm going to be able to get there. And that's including the, the, you know, the monetary gains from all that as well as if I believe that I can be successful, then if I just keep moving in the direction, then I will become successful.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I love that so much. And I think that that belief, that inner knowing is so, so powerful. Um, And, you know, with that too, like, you know, with what you said there, it's like, you know, like having that belief that you're going to be successful. How did that link in with, you know, letting go of that need to control and that need of that that stress that came with it? Because I know that a lot listening, you know, um, (laughs) we talk about a lot of this on the podcast, but, you know, that need to control everything or that need to be achieving all the time or need for things to be perfect. Like how is that was obviously something that was, you know, important to you? How is that something that you started to move through and started to lean more into that flow? And as a result of that, what happened?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like what really started to change that for me was just taking action. Um, like I feel like back when I was uh feeling very lost and feeling very like needing to know every little detail, um, I wasn't taking action. I wasn't Uh, doing anything to get me towards those goals. I was just sitting there planning (laughs) and I was like stuck in that planning. Um, And then when I like, even just the creating that first blog um, I actually did something. And then it was like, once I did it, I was like, Holy shit. Like I, I did that. And then like, what, look, what's come of that. Like my blog grew and it's like, I just kept doing those things and like, look what happened. And so I feel like just taking action for me is what made started to chip away at that belief that I need to know exactly what was going to happen or how exactly things were going to happen because it's like things with my blog even uh, that I never ever could have planned for happened and like were amazing and so it's like um by just witnessing that I feel like I was able to like slowly release that white knuckle grip and just like trust that like everything's going to happen if I just keep taking action? Like, I feel like you said this earlier and it's like it's so important is that you got to believe it, but then you still have to take the action, like mm-hmm. to believe in yourself. And then what would this person that believes in herself do? And like, you know, back then it was Uh, She would create a blog and then she would promote the blog and then she would keep writing and then she would get brave enough to tell people. And then it's like Mm -hmm. all this thing just snowballs into this. And then you all of a sudden you look back and you're like, holy shit, I'm creating that life that was in my head. And all I've been doing is like believing that I could do it and just stepping in and actually taking action. And it's like, boom, like my life is transformed.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, I love that too, where, you know, the importance of like future casting and like, you know, creating like a vision for yourself and seeing it as already being done and then working the steps backwards. And I think that's a really powerful takeaway. And it's something that I teach as well is like, you know, look at where it is that you want to go and then instead of thinking like okay well I've got to go from zero to a hundred in order to get there it's like okay no you're gonna go from zero to one but let's break those steps backwards you know like okay that person all the way over there what did they do to get there you know break it down backwards 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 all the way to where it is that you are right now and then that's the first step that you need to take and I think that that's what you so beautifully illustrate is like you know you didn't go okay cool well this is where I'm at right now I feel like I don't have a purpose and I don't know what the heck I'm doing but I really want to be this really successful mindset coach you went no no okay cool maybe Yes, that's where I want to be. Maybe you didn't even know that that was going to be where you ended up, but you sort of broke those steps downward. And for you, that was just to like start showing up and to like press publish on your first blog post. And I think that a lot of the time it's really easy to look at people who are really successful, really abundant, having a massive impact and go, Oh my gosh, that's so far away from where I am right now. I don't even know how I would begin to get there. But it's not about you getting there tomorrow, it's about Mm -hmm. the things that you can do moment to moment that actually help you to start taking those steps. And over time it builds up. And the question that I had for you, Katie, was to ask, you know, how important do you think you mentioned it was the, you know, looking at and actually celebrating what it is that you're achieving and taking, taking stock of things along the way.
0: Oh yeah. Um And it's funny. I, I feel like I do this so often. Um, I would say it's almost like a ritual for me is to just like, look back because I feel like looking back is like the best motivation for me to go forward. And, um, because once I dove into this life coaching and, and decided like, and just kind of threw myself into it, um, I was able to make such huge progress in, in pretty short amount of time. I feel like every day, like looking back at how far I've come in such a short amount of time, and then thinking about just like, Transferring that into the future and being like, wow, if I just continue to just believe that that, you know, that goal inside my head is possible, like how quickly things. I feel like when we look at someone, like you were saying, when you look at someone that's like um, killing it and doing what you want to do, you like, you think that that's so far away. But then I feel like when you start to take action towards it, things happen so quickly when you just actually believe that they're possible and like believe that you could do it. Um, I remember, so I do workshops, um, just little workshops kind of around in my area. Um, and I'll just give you an example. Um, there was a, I was at a, I was doing a photo shoot and my, my photographer was talking about this amazing like workshop that she went to that summer. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. She's like, you should do a workshop. I'm like, hell no. that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Like what would I even talk about? Like all these things like came up and I was like big wall, like, no, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. And then uh, I think it was like two months later, I was just randomly sitting in my kitchen with my husband. And it's like, this thought just dropped into my head. Like, I need to do a workshop. And I was like instantly, I'm like, Hey, okay, I'm doing it. And I, I scheduled my first workshop. Like I think it was a week later, I had six people in my house <laughs> doing my first workshop. And, and then it's funny because like these workshops just kind of grew. And like I said, I just keep like taking massive action. Like I'm going to do it. I'm committing to it. I'm not going to second guess myself. I'm not going to doubt myself. I'm not going to sink in and like think about all the things that I could be scared of. Cause there's always so many things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just going to dive in. Um, and that's why I, I, I literally do that with every single workshop. I'm, I have one in two weeks from now and I planned it and I set the date and I, booked it and I'm set out. you know, put the tickets out there all before I even had time to think about how terrifying this is going to be. <laughs> and it's like, just commit myself before I'm, before I can back out. Yeah. Um, but it, it's funny because like, um, here I'm thinking like, oh, let's do this workshop. And I'm, I host little workshops, like 20 people or something. And just, and like I said, I live in a small town, so I'm just going to the small towns around me. And then like a couple of months ago, my husband, well, I guess it was probably about eight months ago. My husband was like, yeah. And then next year you'll go into like Edmonton. So if you're not familiar with the area, Edmonton is like the major city. It's about six hours, um, east of us. Um, and it's like the closest, biggest city. Um, and I was like, Oh, just like so taken aback by what he said because it was like it had never even like entered my mind at all ever to like go to a city so big and it's like why had I never even like imagined that because it it seems like when you kind of step back you're like it seems obvious like that's where you're going but it's like I had not even I didn't believe that I could do something so big and so crazy but then it's like all I have to do is just book another place and just host another workshop it's not really that big and scary it's that I was me sorry, I was making it so big and scary in my head. And I had this, for some reason, I had this belief that I could only do workshops in small little towns around me. And it, and it's funny, just like to see someone else's perspective. And, it, and for him, it was just like, well, obviously, that'd be like the next step. And for me, it's like, oh my God, that seems terrifying but realistically um all it is is just calling a different venue in a different city and booking it and then selling the same tickets on my website like it's literally nothing is different but it's like in my head I've like created this oh my god I used to be years before I do something like that it seems crazy da 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 and it's like wait <laughs> if I just you know step back and like look at this from a different perspective it's like no it's not really that scary it's actually not really scarier than anything else I've been doing it's just different but it had never even entered my reality before that.
1: Mm. and it's it's so funny isn't it like the the stories that we tell ourselves and the way like our perception can so impact so many different things in terms of the way that we show up Um, and what I love as well is like basically like I'm very big on this but the universe is always going to drop signs and it's always going to give you nudges and it's going to come in the forms of different things like you know obviously first it was that that photographer for you who had mm-hmm. been to a workshop and she gave you that little nudge and you're like not gonna happen and then you yeah. got the internal nudge like it came through and you obviously stepped into it which is great and then you know hubby come, like pipes up with like the next little nudge which again same basically the same fear that came yeah. that when your photographer said it the first time and like you know and then it's like okay wait no I can own this like I can step into it and you know that's something that you speak about a lot is you know that 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 element of self-sabotage and the stories that we tell ourselves. And I would love for you to give some, you know, maybe some tangible steps, like the things that our listeners could do in order to move through some of the stories and some of the fears that they find are potentially holding them back from doing what it is that they're here to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely um, I feel like the first, the biggest thing, uh, the most important thing I would say is becoming aware of that, becoming aware of how are you self subject? That's one of the first questions I ask my clients is what are your goals? and wh- how are you self-sabotaging? Because it's like, we know we do it, but it's like, we're not really like aware when we're doing it. Um, and so it's like, I want to get their perception of it. And then I want to hear their story and then I'll, I, you know, I'll pick some other things up too, but it's like, we're, we're all self-sabotage. So in my example, it was like, I'm not, I don't believe that I can go bigger for some reason. It's the same thing, but I don't believe I can. And so it's like that belief that's holding me back. But I mean, there's lots of like, I mean, some of the common ways that we self-sabotage is even procrastination, um, or, you know, things like that where, uh, it's, I feel like it's always backed by like some kind of fear. So like, um, I feel like something that you could do to just become aware of it is like, when you decide something, like, for example, when I'm deciding that this is, you know, these little towns around me is as big as my workshops are going to get, or when I'm deciding that Edmonton is going to be years away. (laughs) Why? Like asking yourself, why, why do I feel that way? Um, and getting to the, the, like the base of that, of that belief, like the getting to the fear. Um, I like, I, I kind of talk about in my workshops that when we want to make a change in our life, uh, sometimes we are, uh, we come up against this like internal resistance and that inner resistance is like a limiting belief. And so it's something in us going, no, we can't do this. Or who are you thinking you are doing this? Or, you know, something telling us like, no, we, we got to stop here. Um, and a lot of time what that is, is it's the fear stopping us. And so figuring out what is the fear that's under, like that's underlying that. And then asking yourself, like, why, why am I fearful of this? Like a lot of the main ones are like fear of rejection or judgment or fear of failure. It's huge. And so when, especially with these fears, like they're so irrational, like rational fear, uh, you know, don't jump off a cliff. You'll probably die. That's pretty rational. Definitely keep those fears, but these, right. And these irrational fears, (laughs) um, these irrational fears of like judgment, And it's like, and it's like, it's, it's in our head and it's so real in our head, but like out here, it's not real. Like there's people that have this fear and don't have this fear. And like, the only difference between them is that, is that what they're doing with their life. And so it's like this fear that's, or this, yeah, this fear that's just like holding us back. And so identifying, just becoming aware of what, where am I, like, where are my limits? Um, What, what have I decided I can do and what have i decided that I can't do? And then why, why do I feel that way? And like, what is the fear that is making me decide that? Um, that's like, I feel like that's the first step. Um, and then answering that question, why, why do I feel like I can't do this? And a lot of the time I feel like these fears um, will kind of untangle themselves and just right in, your, right in your plain vision, you're like, oh, I'm so scared of judgment. But then it's like when I step back and I think, okay, well, why, uh, or how does this even affect me? And it's like the fear of judgment, it's like, so if people don't like me, then what? Well, uh, the world doesn't end. I don't die, so I guess life goes on. <laughs> if people mm-hmm. don't like it, great. I guess I'll do something different next time, or maybe the people that it d- don't like it, well, are they not my people? So, and it's like working through these fears and realizing that they're just like an illusion that, like, that you've created in your mind, and it's not really real. And so, you can kind of work through those, and it's not like I feel like our brain wants to make us believe that it's like life or death, like especially like rejection and things, it's, you know, our brain wants to think it's life or death, but it's really not. And when you can realize that it's so much easier to work through that.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that's honestly one of the most powerful things for me, like, you know, as I've gone through my journey is really realizing that like basically anything, like a limiting belief, anything like that, it really does stem from that place of fear. And then, like you said, like tackling, like what sort of fear is this? Why is this coming up? And I think that's such a powerful question is like, you know, when you do feel like, you know, you can't do something or, you know, what if people judge me or all those sort of things. When you have those sort of fears come up, it's like start to figure out what that fear actually is and then start to figure out, you know why it's not actually true and i always this is something i always talk about but like you know undermine the truth in your fear and like figure out like is this really what i choose for myself or do i choose differently and you know a lot of the time when we start to question fear like you said it basically dissolves in front of you because you realize it's just a story like it's just something that you've Mm -hmm. been telling yourself it's not actually true and then choose a new truth and that's i think Mm -hmm. the most like it's so important to like take it to that level and go okay cool well I don't choose this anymore. What do you choose? And then to step into that fully. And so I just love that you sort of like outlined all of that because I think it's just one of the most powerful things. It's honestly just going to give you so much permission to start doing the things that you ultimately want to be doing that you know that you're here to be doing and to not be held back by those limiting beliefs anymore. So I think that yeah. that's incredible.
0: Yeah. One thing that i I actually recently talked to someone about, uh, someone that had uh, conf- low confidence. She was kind of feeling insecure and just kind of uh, her whole life, she had just been kind of an insecure person. And we had this conversation that I feel like was just really like a huge light bulb moment for both of us, but it was that, you know, this this insecurity... Um, it's not who you are, but it's just something that you've been doing. Like, it's like a habit that you've been, that you've had your whole life, um, but it's not actually who you are. So like you were saying, choose a new truth. Like you can choose to have the habit of confidence instead of choosing to have the habit of insecurity. It's just something that you do. And so it's some. It's not who you are. Like, I feel like, um, you know, people say like, oh, I'm a procrastinator. Procrastinate, you're that's not who you are. That's something that you do. And so it's something that you can do differently. And same with, you know, feeling insecure, you can um, continue down this habit of being insecure, or you can choose to create the habit of being confident. And I feel like, so I feel like it's like, it's not who you are, but it's what you choose to do.
1: I love that. I think that that's a really powerful way to look at it and to realize like, you're not defined by those actions. Like you can just choose differently. And like your choice is your power. So like realize that and redefine it. Like, and I just love that. I think that's a really, really cool way to look at it. Um, Mm. Something that you do a lot is you help women to rewrite their limiting beliefs using hypnotherapy, NLP and EFT. And I know what those are. But for those who who aren't familiar, give us a bit of an insight into what those are and how you work with them.
0: Yeah. So, um, I definitely, one of my favorites is EFT. Um, I'm obsessed with it. Um, and also hypnotherapy. I absolutely love hypnotherapy, but EFT. So EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques. And basically what it does is it combines your intention with like, um, energy meridians on your body and it helps you release negative emotions um it seems so crazy like i know when i first heard about this i was like what is this like voodoo magic (laughs) i need to learn this (laughs) and and even like the people like i teach at my workshops and stuff because i just feel like it's such a powerful tool That like i feel like everyone needs to know this like they need to start teaching this in schools like everyone needs to know this yeah um but yeah it's just such a powerful way to release like Fear, anxiety, um, guilt—all these like negative emotions that we're carrying around—we have like we basically have the choice of: Do you want to feel that, or would you like to release that? Um, so EFT is amazing with that, and it's also great for tapping in beliefs or tapping out beliefs. So I, I use it for that too. Um, and then hypnotherapy—I'm so obsessed with hypnotherapy. Um, basically, uh, you know, hypnotherapy there's three parts to your mind. There's the the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and there's the critical mind. And uh, the conscious mind and the critical mind make it very hard to get through to the subconscious mind and which is where you hold your beliefs. Um, and so obviously, you know, we wanted to, if you have a negative or a limiting belief, that's, you know, limiting your life in whatever way we want to make changes to that. Um, and you can make changes to it consciously. Um, but it takes longer because you're working through your conscious mind and your critical mind, which are both, uh, your critical mind's job is to protect your subconscious mind, right? It doesn't want to let stuff get through. That's going to disrupt what's already going on. Um, so it's possible to definitely change beliefs consciously, but when you go into an altered state, what we're doing in hypnosis is we're distracting the conscious mind and the critical mind and basically just getting them to step out of the way so that we can um, send messages to and directly connect with your subconscious mind. And therefore the changes that we can make to your beliefs and things are going to happen so much quicker and be so much more effective than if we had to go through the conscious mind and through the critical mind. Um, so yeah, I love hypnotherapy. Um, something that I do with my clients a lot is called a regression. And so a regression is when we follow a feeling back um, to kind of just see where it originated from and to resolve that feeling. And so, for example, a feeling might be uh, self-doubt or, you know, a feeling of uh, like low self-worth. Um, and obviously that's going to be, be a huge limiting belief in your life. If you don't feel you're worthy, then like you're not going to go after those things. So um, following that belief, back to like all the main points in your life. And then kind of like where that started, it's just such, I feel like it's such a huge eye opener for my clients just being like, wow, like this is a belief that I created when I was like three years old from like, you know, this seemingly random event in my life. And, um, like basically I created this belief back then and I've just been holding onto it my whole life and it's been you know defining situations and defining like how I'm interpreting things my whole life and it's just kind of I feel like that that alone is just like so eye-opening to just realize that like wow it's something that is so simple, like it's so simple when I was a child, what happened. And then now it's, it's just created like this, like this is what I'm left with here as an adult. Like it's just affected so many different areas of my life and it's just kind of crazy. So in the regression, we take them back to that, uh, that first incident, this, uh, we call it the ISE, the uh, initial sensitizing event. And we resolve it then. And we're and uh, we're not changing the memory. We're not changing anything about the memory. We're just resolving the feelings and then bringing that feeling into the present. And um, I feel like you know it has like a two two punch effect. It's like um, resolving the feeling for sure makes a huge difference, but also just like the realization that wow, this is that's where this all started. And it's just like and it almost makes it seem not silly, but like so small. And it's like wow, like I'm an adult now. I can choose to do whatever I want. And it's like, I, I'm, I can just choose to feel differently. And it's just, I feel like it just puts it all into perspective. And it's just, I, I always love doing the regressions are so interesting.
1: Yeah, that's so powerful. And, um, you know, what's so interesting about it is like a lot of the time people don't even realize that they are being controlled by something that happens so so far back and that all of the decisions that they're making in their lives or the way that they're handling situations or the way that they're constantly stressing about something or the way that they don't allow themselves to do the thing that they want to do all stems from something that obviously you can tap into through that regression to help them Mm -hmm. to move through that which is so amazing and I could be wrong about the number of years, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, but is it about seven years old? Like, you know, your subconscious is formed up until the age of seven. And then beyond that, like if you never do any work to actually heal some of the things that have gone on there, you basically operate at a subconscious mind level of seven years old for the rest of your life. And yeah, Um yeah and I remember when I heard that the first time I was like and I've done so much work and so I'm so grateful for that that I do have that awareness but you know if this is the first time that you're hearing this like and you're like holy shit like I've never done any work like that like oh my god like don't stress out like celebrate the fact that you're hearing it right now because it's like okay start to open yourself up to the ways that you can shift and you know there's many ways to start shifting you know your subconscious mind and so many different things that you can do obviously you know getting in touch mm. with someone like Katie who does like hypnotherapy and the NLP and the EFT but even just in terms of like all different Personal development things that you can do, different courses, different programs, books you can be reading, podcasts that you're listening to. Like the fact that you're listening to this, this is personal development because you are Mm -hmm. opening yourself up to starting to create that awareness in your mind, which is going to allow that state of change. So I think that that is so incredible. Can you give us an example and, like, obviously keep it like, you know, don't disclose anything too personal, but can you give Mm -hmm. an example of something like that has been really powerful for someone that you've worked with and what you helped them to uncover and maybe what it helped them to do from that point onwards?
0: Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I did have someone that I worked with that, uh, was dealing with, uh, major like rejection issues in her life. Like it's, it's kind of, once we started talking about it, she realized that, uh, not only was this in relationships, but also like she's an entrepreneur and in her job, um, the fear of rejection was just like, just stopping her from growing and, and doing the things that would um, increase her business. And so uh, following that back uh, we actually realized that um, this, this rejection kind of started like in childhood um, just the rejection from a friend, uh, you know, a, a group of friends that uh, decided that they didn't want to, you know, be friends with her anymore. And it's like that rejection uh, then kind of st- grew from there for her. And it was like, then she was like looking for rejection. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, she was so worried about rejection that she would reject people and situations before they had a chance to reject her first. Yeah, And so it was like, she was pushing people away before uh, they could even get close or like pushing away like uh, business before, you know, it would even get to her because she was so worried that, you know, that she might be rejected. Um, or even um, another client that I had, uh, like I said, the insecurities. And it was like, we went back and it's funny when you do the regressions, it, you would think that it would land on really significant moments in your life. And it really doesn't like most of the time you're like, I have no idea why I remember that. It seems insignificant. But then once we're done the re- regression, you're like, Oh, I can see how it all lined up. Um, but she went back to when she was three and um, it was, it was something as simple as she got uh, her, she was sick. And so she had to get her, uh, she got a, a really short haircut Um, and she was like three and, uh, she was mistaken as a boy and that created this insecurity and this like awkward feeling for her that like, oh, like I'm not worthy of, it was like a Halloween costume. She wanted to be a cowgirl, and they were thought she would be a cowboy because they thought she was a boy. And it was like, this created this like um, this feeling of being unworthy. Also this like awkwardness in herself and this like unsure of herself, like feeling that just kind of like, she just kept with her like uh, up until adulthood. And it's like, you know, for her, it's created all these like problems, like all these negative feelings that she feels regularly. And it all stems back to like, who is she identifying as? She's still identifying as that little three-year-old That feels awkward and unsure of herself. And, you know, that's a choice. I mean, not a conscious choice that she's making, but it's a choice and you can choose to, to decide, you know, as an adult, like I'm going to be, I'm going to choose to be confident or I'm going to choose to be, like, I'm going to choose to realize that that moment does not define who I am. Like I can choose to be whoever the hell I want. Um, so I, am trying to think of another one off the, off the cuff here, but yeah, just, um, when we follow it back, it's just like, like this, it just seems like the simplest things. I know when I was getting my training for the hypnotherapy, um, there was like, I remember there was one, one woman that regressed back to when she was like young enough to be crawling. So I don't even think she was a year old. Um, and she. Uh, was kind of looking for her parents and looking to get their attention and they were busy and so she felt like rejected in that moment like just wanting to get a smile from them or get them to pick her up and it was like they were busy so they like you know in her mind as like a one-year-old or whatever that was rejection and like that triggered that rejection you know up until Mm -hmm. adulthood it's just something so simple but it's like it, it when we're that young we're so like we're seeing things at face value. We're not, we're not being able to like read into things or like, uh, you know, see the bigger picture when we're so young. And so we're just seeing things at face value and we're interpreting them and creating beliefs based on what we're interpreting. And so, um, you know, lots of the time when you figure out what it is, you're like, Oh, logically as an adult, I realize that that's not true or that's, that's illogical. But then like going back to as like, as that three-year-old, you know, that seems perfectly logical to the, in the mind of a three-year-old. Yeah. yeah and it's just yeah. wild. It's a,
1: Yeah, wild is a really good word to describe it. And it's so interesting too, you know, you, like ask me something that, you know, I remember from being three and I would say nothing. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got nothing coming up, but obviously it's there, you know? And I think what's like, it's phenomenal to think about, um, that, you know, your whole life can be so influenced, you know, that lady, like she was crawling, like, you know, all those sort of things that your whole life is basically built off the, of these foundations that you don't even know are necessarily there. And what I also find interesting, I love that you spoke about with that first lady, like being an entrepreneur and like, you know, obviously that stemmed from something like way, way back from, for her, like, you know, being rejected by her peers and things like that. And then creating that rejection as, as a form of protection, to be honest, because mm-hmm. she's, you know, you know, protecting herself from that fear that she's got. And I love that, you know, I think it's so important to realize, like no matter what you're doing in your life, like entrepreneur, um, in a career, as a mom, like anything – it's you know in relationships and how you show up like this is the sort of work that is basically the foundation for those sort of things and I think if we are neglecting those sort of things and we wonder why things don't go the way that we want them to later sometimes it really is important to be looking back at these foundational sort of things and looking at the shifts that maybe need to be made on a subconscious level because that could be what ultimately subconsciously is sabotaging you so Yeah. So powerful. Um, And obviously as well, something I want to ask you, like you're a mama, you've got two beautiful little souls. Learning all of this, how did this impact the way that you show up as a mom? Because obviously you've got little ones and like, you know, their subconscious is forming. How did that impact the way that you show up for them?
0: Well, I feel like it has a positive and a negative effect um, because you know, being like a mom, you're so protective of your kids and then, uh, realizing that it could be something so simple that has such a profound impact on them. I feel like it really makes you (laughs) kind of like, Oh shit, I've already fucked them up so bad. (laughs) You know, it's like, you like start to get like, I feel like you could really spiral like thinking about like being so obsessed about like every little thing. Um, so there's, that's the kind of the con, the pro obviously is that having this information um, I'm a lot more aware of, you know, you know, I don't, I, everything. I feel like I'm much more aware of everything, like how I'm speaking to them, or um, the words I'm using, or you know, just silly little, silly little situations. And it's like I, I feel like I'm seeing it now through a different lens, whereas before I would just see it like everyone else is seeing it, and now I'm like seeing it through like how it, what. Is she like? How is she interpreting this right now? Because I know what's actually going on, or I know what they actually mean, or what I actually mean when I say that. But what is she? What does she think? Like, and it's so. It's I feel like putting yourself in their shoes with their like limited perspective, being only like my kids are only two and four. So putting myself in them in their shoes and going, okay, like for me, it's like I'm putting you in a timeout. Let's say I'm putting in your bedroom and closing the door. What does that mean for you? Is that mean okay, I'm in a timeout, or is that mean? When I need you the most, I'm being rejected, you know, like that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, and I feel like you, so easily could spiral because like, oh my gosh, so many things every day. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, we're human and we're going to make mistakes for sure. I know I've definitely made mistakes with my kids, um, but I feel like I'm learning and growing with them. And I just feel like the most important thing is to just be aware of it um, you're not going to be able to, there is no such thing as a perfect parent. I feel like if you're trying to be perfect, then you're already fucking up. <laughs> yeah. So like just being, but being open to it and being aware of it will, I feel like, I don't know, give you a better chance or give your kids a better chance or just, um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess give you a better chance is the best way I can explain it. But yeah, I feel like, um, it's really changed the the language that I use specifically with them. Uh, being a really aware of like specifically what words I'm saying. Like, um, you know, I feel like I have a girl and a boy and, uh, I, I and I've also been reading a lot of books lately about this. And it's just like, oh, I'm making my eyes like so wide open to this, mm. but it's like what we, what we are, um, you know, like telling, basically telling our girls what, that what they can and cannot do. And it's like, I'm realizing like, as a society, we're telling that, telling them that, but then also like Totally, not even realizing it, we're doing that even in the household. And it's like, oh, the boys will do this, and the girls will do this. And it's like, wait a second, who decided that, and why? <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. But just like being more aware of that, and being like, so I'm subconsciously telling her that she can't do this because that's her boys, or she needs to do this because that's what girls do, or just things like that. And it's like, ah, oh, I've never even thought about that like that. But yeah, that's totally, you know, I don't know, just being more open to all this stuff. So yeah, it's it's a, I mean, be, being a parent is the most challenging, but the most rewarding. I'm sure that's such cliche, but it really, really is. But um, yeah, just, I'm grateful that I started this journey like when my kids were young so that I I feel like it gives us a fighting chance.
1: (laughs) Definitely, definitely. And, you know, as you said, like it is just all about that awareness and, you know, not necessarily putting the pressure on yourself to be perfect, but just knowing that you're doing the best you can with that awareness and applying it in every moment. And, you know, I can't speak to this because I'm not a mom, Um, Mm. but, you know, I love that you're sharing on this because I know that we've got a lot of listeners that are moms. And I think that it is a wonderful thing to be able to hear so that you can start to question, you know, like you have with some of the things, you know, the way that you speak to them and you know the roles that you necessarily project on them and all those sort of things like having that awareness is amazing and if it's something that you are interested in learning more about then obviously like this is like a little nudge that it's like it's time (laughs) to start learning more of those little things so Mm -hmm. yeah I love that I love it so much and you know, you're an incredible mom and everything like that. So I think, you know, kids are blessed to have someone that has that awareness. So that's awesome. Um, if there was one, you know, resource, book, podcast, something that you would love to sort of pass on to our listeners, I know that you mentioned The Slight Edge um, and we will write that in the show notes so that people can find it if they want to. Um, but was is there something else that you would recommend that people, um, it's like a they've got to get onto it?
0: Mm. Um. There is so many books that I've read that I feel like people could really benefit from. Um, just one off the top of my head is uh, it's called the code of the extraordinary mind. Um, I'm definitely going to mess up the author's name. So I'm not even going to attempt it. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, I know his first name is vision. Um, I don't, I cannot remember his last name, uh, but it was a really, it's a really excellent book. I feel like um, it's just, it just talks so much about like beliefs and just our, our reality like how we're creating our reality and what we're experiencing and I just feel like it gives you a really good um idea of like what's really like going on behind the scenes in your in your subconscious mind and things um but yeah I feel like even more than that just like having I want to say just like creating like a practice of being aware I feel like honestly I could not put enough emphasis on just become aware of yourself um become aware of you know your thoughts and your emotions and you know, how those emotions, like what, what were those emotions triggered by? And just becoming, I guess, becoming curious about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, that I feel like replaces every book and you know, every resource that I could give you is just to become aware of yourself and become curious because I feel like that's uh, a book can only take you so far. A podcast can only take you so far, but when you start to look inward and go, why do I feel that way? Or, why am I afraid of that? Or like, just I don't know. Asking yourself, becoming curious about yourself—that's when you make the most growth. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I guess making it a practice of becoming aware of yourself.
1: Yes, I love that so much. And I was going to ask you to leave our listeners with one thing, like that you could just share with them. But honestly, <laughs> I think that you've just nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> I know that is. Well, you literally beat me to the punch. Um, but yeah, and I guess just to elaborate, is there a specific practice that you do? every day that like helps you to find that awareness?
0: Well, I feel like, um, I feel like if you, if you wanted to create like a, like a ritual or like a morning routine and have that in there, you totally could. But I feel like for me, um, I find it hard to to stick to something like that, but I feel like the more you can just bring it to the forefront of your mind, um, the more you're just going to catch, you're just going to catch yourself all the time. So if that's, if you need to create like a morning routine of like, you know, make it your intention to Focus on that, or you know, journal about it, or something, just to whatever you have to do to bring it to the forefront of your mind. Um, for me, I just feel like I find myself thinking about it all the time. Well, maybe probably because it's my job, but um, and then it's like once it's at the forefront of your mind, you're constantly just catching yourself doing it. You're catching yourself going, Why do I think that? or Why do I believe that? or Why did I just why am I so caught up in this? or Why am I so caught up in this emotion? and you just find yourself questioning that all the time. And I feel like that is growth. You are growing when you're doing that, when you're catching yourself, when you're asking yourself, when you're becoming curious that is self-improvement, that is growth. So if you need to make a daily practice of it, then do that. Um, But just whatever it takes to just become, um, you know, put that in the forefront of your mind and become more aware.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Such a beautiful practice that all of us can take something out of and start applying to our lives. So thank you for sharing. It has been a blessing having you on. I've loved this chat and so many amazing Mm -hmm. takeaways for all of our listeners. For those that want to connect with you further, where can they find you online?
0: Um, my website is just katiepotrats.com. Um, but I'm always on Instagram. Instagram is definitely my favorite, um, social media. Um, so my handle is just at katiepotrats, um, or you can also find me on Facebook.
1: Amazing, darling. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Love talking to you so much and really
0: appreciate all that you shared with us. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. And it's just something that I was so looking forward to. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this
1: episode and for spending this time with me. If you loved the episode, make sure that you let me know by leaving a five-star review, screenshot the episode and share it in your stories or send me a DM. Make sure you come and connect with me over on Insta at Taylor Ray Peters and check out my website for programs, courses and tools that will help you take everything that we talk about on the podcast to a whole other level. I love you. I'm sending you all the high vibes and I will catch you in the next episode.
0: Bye!